You are listening to the Favorite and Flourishing Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Chapel. Thanks so much for tuning in. Welcome back to another episode, and I'm so happy you're here. So just to kind of get into it, today we're going to actually be recording the episode I was hoping to record last week, but we all know what happened with that. And it's kind of the topic of dating Jesus, which I don't know if you have ever heard of this idea that you know, we should pursue Jesus the way we, we would pursue someone we're interested in. And I know I've mentioned this book before, but I'm going to mention it again here because I think this book really helped me change my mindset about this whole topic. And so Lady in Waiting is a really good book for anyone who's in the single stage of life. Even if you're not single, it has some amazing principles. It's a very good book. It is targeted to women who are single. And it's but the mindset of preparing yourself not only for your husband but to capitalize on your single years and really get a strong foundation with the Lord during it. I really love it. it had some really good things. It was a life-changing book for sure. I honestly think everyone could read it and benefit it from from it though, even if you are not single at the moment. So yeah, we're just gonna get in. I want to start by saying for the longest time. I used to view my singleness as some like unfair stroke of luck because you know somebody I know maybe got to meet their person really young and they had more years with their person and I always kind of was like viewing it from the mindset of that's not fair like I'm losing out on time with my person because for whatever reason I don't have them yet and I would almost feel bitter. Not that I wouldn't be happy for my friends. I was, but I was bitter on my end that they got it before me and I didn't have it. And I was losing out on time. And I felt like I was the one who was losing out. I should have gotten the same thing as they did. It wasn't fair. And truthfully, life's not fair. But when I kind of redefined it and really thought about what it meant to be single and why it wasn't such a bad thing, I realized I wasn't losing out. In um, the episode where I had my sister on, I think it's called Delight Yourself in the Lord, we were talking about how, you know, marriage really isn't the end game for Christians. You know, that is a worldly mindset to take. The end game is not marriage. It's a huge milestone. It's something that if you are given, it's a blessing, but it's not marriage. It's not kids. It's not even retirement. The end game is Jesus. That is what we are living our lives for. We want to get to Jesus. We want to live our lives in a way on earth that we can then be brought to Jesus and we can meet him face to face. Our Savior, that's our end game. He saved us. We owe him our whole lives. And the cool thing is he's really good about giving us good things in our lives. But the truth of the matter is he owes us nothing right? We don't deserve most of what he gives us, probably maybe not anything. And even when we do deserve something, he typically goes above and beyond when he gives us things. I mean, I could do a whole episode on just that alone, but that's not the purpose for today. But what I'm trying to say is that Jesus is our end game. So you got to lose this mindset that you're losing out on time with a person if you're in this single stage of life. Because here's the deal, you're actually being given a gift. I know, that's hard to hear. I've been there before. I remember I just could not handle people saying stuff like that. 
not even so long ago. Honestly, it can be hard. I'm not saying it's easy to be single. It's, It's not always easy at all. But think about it this way. You have time to give your undivided attention to the Lord. You can just really get to know him. And I mean really. I unfortunately wasted quite a few of my single years pouting and being bitter and throwing fits with God instead of really developing a relationship with him. I mean, I had a relationship, but I could have gone so much deeper. That's where I'm starting to get now is I'm starting to be able to go really deep. And yes, when my person comes, I will be so glad. Do not get me wrong. I absolutely will. But I also have to learn to be content where God has me right now. I have to learn that if he has me in a place, there's a reason. And I can be content in that because I trust him. Because I love him. And the truth of the matter is, I recognize that this is giving me undivided time to really pour into my relationship with him and become solid in that. Because there's going to be a day where I do have a person and my relationship with the Lord. And my personality is one that if my relationship with the Lord isn't solid, it would be so easy for me to focus all of my attention on that person and just neglect the Lord. And that's not healthy. That's not healthy for myself. And it's not going to be healthy for my relationship. So it's so important for me, and I would say for anyone, to get that foundation, to get it to the point where I can't go a day without being in communion with the Lord, where at every turn I am just talking to Him all throughout my day. I am praying every day. I am reading my Bible. I'm doing all these things because not just to do them, but because I rely on that because that's my relationship with Him. That's what sustains me. And when I do those things, then I'm set up to pour into other people. And that's really what a relationship is. You're pouring into each other. You have to have something to give in a relationship. Otherwise, you're going to both be wearing each other down. If you're not fueling yourself up to have something to give in a relationship, it's just going to be really hard. So that's my bit, my first little point is just that you got to lose the mindset that you're losing out on time with this person. Realize that a relationship's not an end game. So what I really wanted to do today was just go down some ways that we can kind of date Jesus. And before I get into that, I will say whenever people ask me, oh, who do you like, Caitlin? I always say no one because I don't. I made it a rule years ago that I would not have a crush on a guy because I don't believe crushes are healthy. And if you're younger and listening to this, I want to tell you this right now. Don't make the same mistakes I made. Crushes are not healthy. It's just not, okay? So you're fixating on this one person that you just think is the bee's knees. You think they are so cool. You just fantasize all these things in your mind. You're writing their name in your notebook. Next thing you know, you're writing your name with their last name in your notebook. You're doing all these things, right? Let Just girl talk here, right? We've all been there. We've all been there. Most of us have at least. It's not healthy. Or you're talking to your friends, well, he's mine. Girls, ladies, we cannot mark guys. They are human beings. They have feelings. And if they like somebody instead of you, that person should be free to explore that option. They absolutely should be. And know that if they don't like you, it may not be meant to be. But let's avoid getting to that hurt by not having crushes. And when I say not having crushes, this is what I mean. Don't let your mind go there. Can you see a guy and admire a quality? Yes. If 
I see a guy open a door for his mom or for a friend, I note that. That's good. And I might even think, hmm, I would like a guy who did that. That doesn't mean that I'm saying I like that guy. I might admire qualities in him. I might see him as a friend and think, oh, he's a really nice person. But at this point, there is no cause to be crushing, right? No cause. Absolutely none. Yeah, maybe there's a cute guy. Doesn't mean you have to have a crush on him. Now, this is where I feel like, yes, the Lord can put things on your heart. He can talk to you about someone. Maybe you've been watching a certain person and, wow, they've had like 10 qualities you really admire. And you're starting to wonder. That's when you pray about it. Take it to God and let him work it out. If it's meant to be, it will happen. But what's not healthy is crushing on that guy in the meantime, fantasizing about that guy, having his name all over your notebook. Come on, ladies. We're stronger than that. Don't make the mistakes I made in my early years, guys. I could have avoided a lot of really heartbreaking and embarrassing situations if I would have just not had crushes. So... That is my firm belief. It is not healthy to crush. Not a healthy mindset. Don't have a crush. Have qualities you admire. Okay? Have qualities you admire and keep those on your list. And don't settle. When someone comes along, make sure they have the qualities that are important to you. No, no. There's a difference between important qualities and qualities you want. Okay? Some things you want can be compromised. Some things are important and they can't be. And you need to know ahead of time what you're willing to compromise on and what is just a no-go for you. And hold firm to that because here's the deal. You are a daughter of a king, okay? You are royalty. So treat yourself like that and know that the Lord has nothing but the best for you. He's not going to send someone who doesn't deserve you. He's not going to send someone who's not going to honor what's really important to you. But at the same time, you have to be putting off what you're looking to get. So if you want a real quality guy who's going to treat you right, going to hit your list, you need to be a quality lady who's doing your job, who's living for the Lord, who's hitting their list. So it does go two ways. And so I digress. Okay, so sorry, it's raining and this is literally going out tomorrow, so I have no other time to record it. And this is just where we are at. So hopefully you're somebody who thinks rain is soothing. If not, I'm really sorry. Okay, um, so dating Jesus. So I have a list of things you do when you like a boy and a list of how we can flip that around to pursuing Jesus. So when we like a boy, we tend to stalk their social media, quote unquote, get to know them. So this is the best. Like you just are crushing. You don't really, this is like you're not necessarily talking to them yet, but you're crushing. You're wanting to get some info about them. You might even text someone who knows more and like, tell me about so-and-so. Okay. Um, yeah, no. Okay. Not a good, not a good idea. You don't want to know, because say you did get to know this person. You don't want to know things about them before they tell you, right? Because that's a weird conversation. Like, you don't be like, oh, yeah, I stalked your social media. But you also don't want to pretend you don't know. Like, I don't know. I just wouldn't recommend that. I wouldn't. I know it's hard to do. I wouldn't recommend it, though. So instead of doing that, I would say the way we can do that to Jesus, the way we can flip that on Jesus, so we don't want to do it with the boy, but we do want to do it with Jesus. 
read the Gospels. Get to know Jesus. Like, really get to know Jesus. You can stalk Jesus' social media. You don't want to stalk boys. Okay? But think about the Gospels as, like, his social media. Put all of your energy into that. Get to know Jesus. That is one of the things that the Chosen series, I feel like I talk about them a lot, but they changed my life. Guys, I love that show. It was so what I needed. And I've always said, it helped me fall back in love with Jesus. You know, that series came out at a critical time in my spiritual walk. I was really in this state of struggling. I was really down. I absolutely was. And I had actually been harboring some pretty hurt feelings toward Jesus for quite a while. And that series just helped me fall right back in love with him. And since then, I have just been pouring into the Gospels, been doing this love like that study. It's got me in the Gospels a lot. And I love it. I love getting to know Jesus. It's so cool seeing what he did and what he was like. So instead of stalking that boy's profile, social, stalk Jesus. Get to know Jesus. Another one was maneuver to be closer to them, like get in their group. And come on, we all know we've done this. We think a guy's cute. We're like wanting to be just even in their group. Even if we don't say one word to them, we just feel like we're 10 times more likely to be seen if we're in their group. And that's not necessarily wrong. I'm not saying that you can never do this. I would say check your motive when you do this. You should never be doing this with a motive to date somebody. You always want to be friends first. So if you are doing this because you see someone you'd really like to be friends with, absolutely do it. You never know where a friendship will lead, but you should always seek to be friends first. It should never be, I want to do this because I like this guy, I have a crush on him, and I want to talk to him so we can start dating. That's kind of iffy. I would say, I like this guy. I would like for him to be a friend, but you have to be okay if it never goes past friendship. And that's where it's always okay to gain a friend, but you have to have a heart, at a, your heart at a place where it's okay if it never goes past friendship. If your heart's not there, I would say you shouldn't be doing it. That's just my personal belief. Okay, so instead of that, plan time with Jesus daily. And so, you know, get involved in church activities, Bible studies, hang out with other Christians, embed Jesus in your life. Just like if you're trying to be around a guy you might like or someone you want to be friends with you know you really want to plan to be around Jesus and plan to be around people who love Jesus so you know make plans for that put as much energy in Jesus that you would in a guy you might be interested in another one is to adapt your interests to fit theirs and this is not something I would recommend to do with a guy you are interested in but this is absolutely something you should do with Jesus, okay? So while it's not always healthy to change for a person, it is healthy to change for Jesus. And we do want to adapt our hearts to align with him. So we want to be in the Bible knowing what he wants, what Jesus wants from us, what's okay, what's not okay, and asking him, Lord, what do I need to change? What can I do better? What do I need to take out of my heart? Align our hearts to his. Okay, here's another one that I highly do not recommend. It is not healthy, and it is daydreaming about them. It's not okay to daydream about guys. Um, it's just not, okay? Daydreaming's not healthy in any sense. I don't think you got to be really careful with it. And you just think of scenarios that are honestly just not realistic, 
And we, as girls, we tend to think of guys in our daydreams as our perfect version of the guy. So, like, your perfect book guy, and let me tell you, there's never, ever a perfect book guy. Guys are not perfect. And then it's not fair because then we hold them up to our daydreams and, like, well, my daydream, you're ten times better. And we may not even realize we're doing it. But most of the time, when you're daydreaming, even if you're already with the person and in a relationship with them, it's just still not healthy. So I would highly not, I would highly recommend to stay away from teaching about guys. But I do think we should think about Jesus often. And so think about him. Think about what he did. Think about who he is, what he does for us daily. Think on him often. We should be thinking about him multiple times a day. We should have our thoughts on him pretty much all the time is the best outcome, I think. But think on him often. Another one that I see a lot is texting all day and all night. You might have like a two-hour phone call every night, texting all day. My first recommendation, if you're at that point talking to a person, congratulations, that's some prospect. Be careful. You need to allow time to be autonomous. You need time for both parties. So I'm not saying to stop talking to them completely. Just plan time for yourself. That's just my practical little advice there. And also, though, don't neglect Jesus. This is the time at the beginning of the relationship. This is the time in the beginning of the relationship where it's so easy to get so caught up in this other person. You're so excited. You can get in some really bad habits of not honoring the Lord in this relationship and not putting him at the center of it. Don't do that. Pray without ceasing. So make sure you are praying all the time. Never stop, okay? And that doesn't mean that morning to night you're just pray, 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 pray. It means that in every moment you're continuously praying. You're always at a point where you're in communication with Jesus. You're being sensitive. If he is laying thoughts on your heart, if he's telling you something, you're in constant communication with the Lord. And also, I would say that also bring that in with the person you're talking to. If you are at a point where you're talking to someone, you're either in an early relationship or you're almost in a relationship, or even if you're in a later period in your relationship, put Jesus in that too. Um, Okay, and then the other one was spend hours picking out the right outfit. Ladies, we've all done this. We've obsessed over, I wonder what he would like What's his favorite color? What can I wear that will catch their attention? Whether you've already got the guy or whether you're just crushing on the guy, we do it at all stages, I think. And the funny thing is, guys don't even tend to notice what we wear that often. And, um, yeah, so let's just make it a habit to dress nice for ourselves and feel good for ourselves and not do it only because of guys. But also, let's think about how we can honor the Lord. Not just in how we dress on the outside, although I do think there is a way to dress on the outside that honors the Lord. But remember, our body is the temple of the Lord. But also, like, how can we honor him on the inside? How can we honor him in our heart? How can we be living in a way that brings honor to him on the outside and the inside? It's not only about what's on the outside. It's also about the heart. It's also about what's on the inside. And so how can we be doing that? And spending lots of time putting effort into making sure our hearts honor the Lord on the inside and that we honor him on the outside as well. 
And I've also heard that when it's right on the inside, it will be right on the outside. So, you know, whatever the Lord has laid on your heart about dressing modestly, that is honestly, in my opinion, something that is a very, it's a very um, personal to each person in their walk with the Lord. And I feel that some people he asks different things of than others. And so I never want to ascribe what he's asked to me about modesty to anyone else. I leave that between you and the Lord. But pray about it. If you don't know what he's asking you, pray about it and ask him. But just make sure that it's not just on the outside, it's on the inside as well. And then, um, you know, a lot of times I just also see girls obsessing over what they might think at every turn when they're about to do something. And this necessarily is probably not necessarily healthy. But, you know, before they go to make any decision, they might obsess over what this potential guy or this new guy might think. And I think we really need to have a confidence in ourselves and just make decisions based on what we know is right, what we feel is the right thing for us, where we feel the Lord is directing us. But as far as how we can do this with the Lord is we do want to think often about what the Lord thinks and even ask him what he thinks when we're doing things. If there's been times where I wasn't sure if something was okay or not, I absolutely was not sure. I felt like it was a gray area and I was kind of teetering and I I just asked the Lord if you don't want me to do this please convict my heart because I don't want to do anything that is not okay and I would I want the Lord to tell me if he wants me to stop something and it might just be something as simple as a show that I'm like is this an okay show to watch or does it have some themes that go against Christianity too much? And it's not like it's anything bad. It may not even technically be a sin. I'll give you an example. When I was in high school, The Secret Life of the American Teenager was the popular TV show. I was watching it, loved it. And while there were themes in that show that definitely were not Christian, the show itself, it definitely had some characters who were sinning in the show but I don't know if it was necessarily a sin for me to watch it or not but I think it got to the point where it would have been because I felt the Lord really convicted me for watching it and really asking me to lay that down and so once I felt that on my heart when I keep watching it it is then in my mind a sin because the Lord has asked me to put that aside and I did I actually did I put it aside I was late middle school or early high school at that point and I actually discovered a book series of Christian books it was the Christy Miller series which I still love to this day but um it was timely the Lord actually put something in my path so I didn't feel the void of the show not being there and I just thought it was so cool that he did that and so I would say um yeah obsess over what Jesus thinks ask him what he thinks and know that if he's asking you to take a step to give something up, he will supply and help you through that. So those are all my thoughts on just ways we can kind of pursue dating Jesus, I called it. Um, and just keep in mind that he is our end game, guys. He is the goal. So I'm just going to go ahead and pray. And thanks so much for being here and have a wonderful and blessed day. So, dear Lord, I just thank you for this day and for every person listening. And I just ask that you help all of us pursue you the way you pursue us. 
Help us to go to you first, Lord, and help us to be able to let you write our love stories, Lord. And while we're waiting until that happens, help us to just pursue you. And even after that happens, Lord, help us to remember to pursue you and keep you first in all that we do, Lord. Thank you so much for all you've done for us and just for everything you've given us and all the ways you've helped us and will continue to help us in your name.